Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. We just can't believe we finally made it to the book of Job. And I'm just going to be totally upfront with you guys on this 129th podcast. And uh, we have prayed. We have been all over the place on the book of Job. Uh, do we do it? Do we go back to Corinthians, which is the next logical place uh, that we were going to go as we speak for help for wounded spirits? And uh, Job is a tough book. And, uh, you know, uh, with me, as always, my dear friend, my co-host, uh, Stephanie Wesco. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I'm doing pretty great. And that's pretty great right there. You can't do better than pretty great. <laughs> But, you know, we have talked, and, and I'll be honest with you, folks, when, when we're looking at Job, there's a lot going on here. And uh, one of the things that's going on is you're looking at a guy who's this wealthy, wealthy person who's done everything right, who's, who's been upright in front of God. It's, uh, there's a lot going on. But, but Job, has, there's so many lessons for those of us having trials. Can I tell you something? Everybody on earth is either in a trial right now or they're coming out of a trial or they're getting ready to go into a trial. Trials uh, in the New Testament were taught that trials help us to be better people. They, they refine us. They, they uh, get us closer to God. The most important thing, we're, we're taught over and over again that, uh, uh, that we should accept trials and learn from them and grow from them. And then we get to the book of Job, Stephanie, and wow, trials. I mean... This is bigger than trials. This is this is huge. This is uh, yeah. just constantly trials, and and I jokingly refer, and I mean no disrespect at all. I jokingly refer sometimes to Stephanie as Jobline. Uh, we certainly know Stephanie's trials. They've been uh, uh, her dear husband martyred uh, over there in uh, Cameroon, and um, we know that all that the craziness, escaping a nation. Uh, with eight kids in tow and some great friends helping her out. We we know that's real. We know that's tough. We know that's a trial that's beyond any other. But then coming home and finding out that she has tumors on her liver and by God's wonderful grace, the tumors uh, so far have not been bad. They've not been cancerous. They've been benign. And, uh, and then we get in this accident. And so Stephanie's got all this weakness. Stephanie knows trials. And uh, certainly we all know trials, but she knows them as well as anybody. So what do you think, Stephanie, as we go into the book of Job? You just be upfront with us. What are you thinking as we get ready to hop into chapter one here? You really want me to be honest about this. Our people who <laughs> let us in the airways, they need to know. Be honest. They deserve honesty. They deserve Job, honesty. Job, Job is a sweet book and a terrifying book all at once. You know, when you get to the end of the book of Job, you re you're reminded God's faithful. Wow. And so go to the end before you read the beginning. And because God's, God gives us the leeway to do that and um, be reminded that God's faithful. But as, I, as we start the book, we do see that God is faithful. But I think um, this has come to mind often as we look at... Um, the glimpse God gives us. God gives us a very special, special view into heaven 
at the beginning of the book of Job that we are not given anywhere else in Scripture other than the book of Revelation. But the book of Revelation is its own, you know, it's talking about the tribulation, all of that. So the book of Job is something very unique in that it's like God gives us a special window, so to speak, into a conversation between God and our arch enemy, the devil, concerning one of God's children. Yeah. And, you know, we have verses in the New Testament that talk about, you know, we know Satan's the accuser of the brethren and all of those things. But we witness it firsthand when we read the account of Job in the beginning of this book and how there's almost, I can say this reverently, it's almost like there's a daring going on yeah. of God saying, have you seen my servant? Have you seen this and that? And the devil dares God back and says, if you curse, if you know, if you take everything from him, he'll curse you. And yeah. God says, fine, try it. And that's putting it in my words. But seriously, I mean, we see something here that when we know God's in control, it doesn't freak us out. But it freaks me out when I read this, the beginning of this book sometimes, because it's so like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do I have any say in this? Because if I do, I am not signing up to be a volunteer for this process. But we're not given that choice, and Job wasn't given that choice, and Job had no idea what was going on. We see it, because we can read it. But when I go into the book of Job, my faith is challenged, because I see a man who didn't have the scriptures I have. I see a man who didn't have, you know, we live in the age of grace. We live in this special age where... We accept Christ as our Savior. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. He lives with us. We can communion with him. You know, we have that daily fellowship with him. Job didn't have that the way we have it now. And yet he stayed faithful without scripture to read on a daily basis. Without any of that, he stayed faithful. And he never cursed God. He never sinned with his lips. And that challenges me. And so when I come to the book of Job, it, it's very serious. It's very overwhelming. It's very tough. Yeah. It's hope. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and as I had mentioned, Stephanie has has known trials probably greater than most of us ever will. And uh so as we look at this book, I constantly said to Stephanie, even as as short ago as 10 minutes ago, I said, Stephanie, uh, do you want to go to the book of Corinthians and start over there? And then we'll, we keep talking about Job and we'll go back to Job. But I think we're ready to hop in. We learn a lot. I think it's the Bible starts off right away there, Stephanie, uh, telling us about Job and giving us some background. And yeah. uh, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil, eschewed evil. Am I saying that word right, Stephanie? Eschewed. I said it right. It just just never sounds right. You know what? Ordinarily, folks, I'd go back on this podcast and remove that and just know that I said it right, but we're all (laughs) in on this book here. So, all right. (laughs) 
So we and know. After, and after the devil fighting us on Philemon, we're going to pray oh, we get through. Man, yeah, <laughs> yesterday's Philemon. I mean, those two, yesterday and the day before is Philemon, folks, just being totally honest with you. Uh, no less than 10 times we started those podcasts. To do two podcasts, it took us like six hours. I mean, the devil is fighting us with this podcast. And I think it's because we're, uh, we're learning ourselves. And those of you who are with us on this journey, those of you who are hurting, those of you who are going through stuff on this journey, I think the devil hates the devil hates the communication we're having with you. And here we are with Job. He's perfect. He's upright. He fears God. And he, he says no to evil. He, he, he stays away from evil is what's going on there. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. He had 10 kids, uh, Stephanie, 10 kids. Now, Stephanie's family that she was born into has 10 children. And, uh, but I think with you, it's, it's three sons and seven girls. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they messed with Stephanie's parents and, and threw seven girls. Now that's messy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but Stephanie's got uh, a family of six boys and two girls of her own. Uh, they are the greatest kids ever. And then here in verse three, Stephanie, as we go on, his substance uh, also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, in a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all men of the East. And his sons went and feasted in the houses, every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. There was a harmonious relationship between the boys and girls here. They're setting this up as, this is a good family, Stephanie. These are people who stay away from evil. These are people that own a lot of stuff. I mean, 7,000 sheep will feed a lot of folk and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen. And you don't have those camel and oxen and stuff without having gardens. And we know uh, that it's located, this is located in Southern Israel or uh, you know, southwestern Jordan. So we know the area. It's farming territory back then, at least. And there's a lot of stuff going on. And he's the greatest of all men in the East. And what kind of picture has God given us here of Job, Stephanie? This guy had been responsible. He had been a man of integrity. Um, God had richly blessed him, you know, materially speaking. And, um, you know, I mean, it makes it very clear that he had he had get, gotten his wealth and he had gotten all of this stuff in an upright manner. You know, he hadn't cheated people. He hadn't. God goes out of his way at the beginning to make sure we know that what's going to happen to Job is not happening to him because he was in sin. Yeah. And God goes out of his way. It's like, people, if you get nothing else out of this book, know that these trials that Job's going to go through are not going to happen to him because he had shady dealings Thank because you. he had done things under, he had done things under the rug. He had, and that he has had to be tried to cheat the system because a lot of times in the day in which we live, wealth is obtained that way. And I know businessmen who have great wealth to their names who have gotten it by being dishonest to whatever extent or another, but I'm sorry, 
being dishonest once makes you dishonest when it's when it's not taken care of. And when that's a way of life for you, when that's something you had to have as business practices and you justify it, that you're becoming wealthy dishonestly. And God is going out of his way here with Job to say, this guy's he literally uses the terms perfect and upright. Yeah. It, wow. I mean, that's like a that's like a Daniel and Joseph level of a man. This guy walked with God. This guy communed with God. He knew God. He did. And oh, because my. of that, God had blessed him. And you know, we we would have looked at Job and said, "Now that's that's the way the Christian life is supposed to be." You know, you serve God, you're faithful to God, and look at Job, all of those blessings. You yeah. know, prior to prior to the trials, that's what a perfect Christian life looks like. It is. From our from our American world's perspective, that's what good Christianity looks like. It looks like that God's yeah. pouring blessings on you, nothing's going wrong in your life, your family's awesome, everything's in perfect shape. That's that's what I come away with of Job Job had everything. God had blessed him in an, on an immeasurable level because of his faithfulness to him. Exactly. And I, I think it could go farther than that. I think, you know, this guy, well, look at verse number five. And I think that just lines mm -hmm. where we're going with this. And it yep. was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt, sacri burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Uh, thus did Job continually. So, so Job is serving, I guess the Old Testament name would be as their priest. In the New Testament name, mm -hmm. he's serving as the family pastor. He's offering yep. sacrifices to God. I mean, this book. Stephanie, in, in all reality, is uh, uh, many call it the oldest book in the Bible. It was written, they believe Moses wrote it. That's what I was taught in the seminary. And uh -huh. I, and I, I yeah. believe that with my heart that uh, Moses relates this story. But I mean, here's a guy giving burnt offerings from among his sheep. And, and here's a guy picking out the spotless one. I mean, you can read between the lines here. God is drawing a picture of a pretty great human being. God is drawing yeah. a picture of somebody who's a great dad, who's somebody who's yeah. a great priest, who's somebody, uh, uh, you know, to his family, a great pastor to his family, of somebody who cares so much about his kids that he's given an offering for them. And, and he's just yeah. not giving an offering. He's doing it continually. He's doing it all yep. the time. I mean, Job is spot on. Job has got a relationship with God that's spot on. He wants his, right. it, and he's an example for his kids. And, and you know, something yeah. you said a minute ago, I think that, that really bears some more talking about, and especially uh, those folks out there listening to this right now, we want you to know this. There's some people who wrongly say, as soon as somebody gets sick, as soon as somebody gets hurt, as soon as somebody's in an accident, as soon as somebody loses their job, there are knuckle knuckleheads out there that'll turn around and say, uh, what did they do wrong? And uh, Job didn't do anything wrong here, folks. That's, that's not yeah. theologically correct. Can, can God do something like that? Sure. But right here with Job, who suffers the greatest trials of history, 
and uh, and and you know I think we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna put this together in a group of messages or a group of podcasts, and, and we're gonna talk about the greatest suffering because this is suffering, and it turns out to be the greatest at the end of the book where we're not giving things away, but this is the greatest suffering here that's going on. And 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 listen, you didn't you know you don't have to do something wrong to get a trial. You yeah. just you just God needs to do a tune up. God wants you to learn something from it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we leave earth with our final trial, Stephanie. I, I've had missionaries and people die in my arms. I've, I've held hands of wonderful, godly people, of, of people I wish would be back with us. You have. You held your dear husband, Charles. You, you know exactly what I'm saying. These, you know, folks, if you're listening to me today and you're going through a trial, just give it to God. Go to God right away. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to these people who are going to say, oh, you did something wrong. You, you have bad thoughts. You have bad this. Just, just tell them to be quiet. I mean, does that drive you crazy, Stephanie? <laughs> you really want to go down this road. I told you we're going into Job. We're all in, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I think one of the first things that I struggled with so much after Charles was killed was feeling like God had taken him because there was something in my life that was wrong. Oh. And that was God judging me. And... I don't, I was dealing with that when I started doing counseling with you Yeah. and, um, that, and you know, I had, I was born blind told to my face, um, you must have sinned in your life. And, um, that wasn't in relation to Charles death as much in relation to me living in shock and, People told you that to your face. I got to stop there. I I hate to interrupt you. Now, folks, again, I'll tell you, we don't get to see each other when we do these podcasts. We don't get to make faces at each other. Uh, You'll hear me say, yeah, yeah, once in a while to slow her down or something. But people said to Stephanie's face, the lady who surrendered her life, uh, went with her eight kids, her sweet, dear husband, and they went to Cameroon and gave their lives to God. And you're saying people actually said something to you uh, like it was your fault? I was pretty much told the effect of after Charles was killed and I was not happy. I was not normal. Yeah. You know, you, you must have sin in your life that you need to get made right. You need to get your heart right with God. Just living and, proof that 50% of the world are jerks. You know, 50% <laughs> of the world are knuckleheads. No, no, but I... I you don't I'm think they're knuckleheads for saying that to you? I don't think they understood. Yeah. And so I, I look back and say God allowed, even allowed that. When I look back, I have to remember like with Joseph, God allows things in our lives. He allows things to be said and done to us. And this has just become life enough years for me now. God allows things like that to happen to us because it changes how we minister to other people. And now when I look back at that time, yes, it made me suicidal. It literally sent me, those statements sent me to the edge of literally if I hadn't been for eight kids for my eight children, I'm not sure what I would have done. My eight children kept me alive at that point. But when I look back on those times, 
I thank the Lord that he allowed me to go through them because now when I'm in the ministry, the thought of saying that to someone never would cross the the smallest remote section of my brain because I've been there. And if God teaches us nothing else through trials, when he takes them through us, he puts us through that refining process and he helps us to be able to help others. Yeah. And, um, so I think that's very important. And you go through the trials of life. Don't ever let the devil hang over your head that it's your fault. Yeah. Yes. There are some times that our loving heavenly father to draw us back to himself when we have strayed from him and there's clear sin in our lives that needs me, you know, that we're, that we're not dealing with. God may bring some form of chastisement, but don't let the first thought be if you go through sickness or, um, and I was kind of brought up with that mindset for a while. Um, and maybe part of it was just my own sick brain, but if something bad happened in life, I had to brought it on myself. And some of that, you know, when you deal with narcissism, um, that's kind of put on your head of you did something wrong. Like that constantly is like put yeah. on you that you you're doing things wrong. And so I know all of that plays into it, but, um, I'd almost reached the point of thinking if anything bad happened in my life and deputation was fun because of that, because <laughs> I had more broken bones in two years than some people have in their entire lives. And so through our deputation, I was like, God, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing that I'm making you so angry with me? And, um, my husband would be like, seriously, you need to stop it. And I'm like, trust me, I am not purposely breaking bones and going through agonizing pain. Um, but, you know, it's like God takes us through trials to help refine us. And Job talks about that. Yeah. We're humans. God wants to make us into vessels he can use. He wants to make us into vessels that will bring honor and glory to yeah. him. And so he takes us through trials, but that's not because he hates us. It's because he loves us exactly, and he's with us through those trials. And I think that's one of the greatest lessons to learn through the book of Job is that God was watching Job. He was caring for him. He never let Satan cross that line that he had laid in the sand. Yeah. And he listened as Job's friends treated him like dirt. He was listening. God never turned his eye away from his servant. That's right. And he never forgot that Job remained faithful. And so in the midst of your trials, in the midst of those situations that leave you prostrate on the ground, in those trials that leave you, you know, right now we're in COVID. If you have COVID and you're listening to this, God has not abandoned you. He has not forgotten you. Um, I've been there. I, I laid on the ground passing out, not being able to walk and was terrified I was dying. And now looking back, I know God was with me through those days. And, um, so it's just like wherever we are in life, wherever, whatever circumstance we're in, the Lord is with us. He and is. His yeah, promise yeah. to never leave us or forsake us is true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I, you know what, folks, I think, you know, looking at these first five verses and somehow trying to summarize these in the last few seconds I have left is in, in such good commentary, I think, from uh, uh, what we've heard uh, 
from Stephanie, and I think the most important thing to understand here, if we walk away from this, remember a few things. God loves you. It's an everlasting love. It's not going to change. Uh, trials yes. are for everybody. It's not something we did wrong. People are going to get in your face and be knuckleheads, and 50% of the population are knuckleheads. The good thing is God fixes some of them. And, uh, but here's Job doing everything right, worried about his kids, ministering to his kids, pastoring to his kids. He's got a harmonious family, a wonderful family. Everything's going right, and God sent him trials. So as we go, folks, I know some of you have been through trials. Uh, just use them. Uh, allow God to use them to grow you and make you better. And, uh, and, and listen, our job, our responsibility is to be on our knees in front of God. Well, we certainly love you folks. Thank you for the opportunity to come into your earways. Thank you for the opportunity to start this book of Job. I know it's going to be, it's going to be a book. There's going to be some uh, water running here. There's going to be some tears from Stephanie. I don't make as much noise when I cry as she does, but generally when she oh, cries, stop. I'm crying too. And uh, so there's tears going on. But listen, you don't want to miss this book of Job. You want to be part of this. Read ahead. Read behind. Stephanie told you she, you can cheat. We don't care. You can go to the end of the book of Job. That way you feel That's good right. about yourself. As we're going through some knuckleheaded situations, there's friends, there's Mrs. Job, there's strange things happening, there's silly things. This is going to be better than any movie you can watch on TV, man. You want to be here. Now, we look forward to being with you tomorrow. Hey, we love you, folks. May God bless you. Say a prayer for us. Stop by a Helpful Wounded Spirits. Say hi to us. Look for us on our personal Facebook pages. And uh, we're honored to come to your airways. May God bless you. And we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.